Blog Talk Radio. Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. This is our semi-telethon. We're taking this opportunity to raise money for the quarterly ending of the year. I like to try to get before the holidays. And that's another subject that we did teach about last week. I want to thank those who are participating and listening to me. I want you to know that we are on 24 hours a day at www.livedeliverance.com. And you can also go to livedeliverance.com. And then you can go to our YouTube segment. And you can hear on 24 hours a day. Derek Prince Ministries. I also want to thank the countries tonight, United States, Finland, Jamaica, Canada, Ireland, China, Kenya, United Kingdom, Romania, South Africa, Mozambique, France, Papua New Guinea, Western Antilles Islands, Havana, Cuba, Cayman Islands, South America, Brazil, Israel. I want to thank Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. That's listening to us here live at Live Deliverance Net Radio Ministries. If you go on my Facebook site, you will see that I have two videos with mega pastors, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Miles. She said she didn't care. The man said, do you care if they don't have any money? She said, no, I don't care. Uh, these mega pastors are depending that you don't know the word of God. And tonight, the word of God which bears record in heaven, not me, scripture by scripture will dissect this so-called prosperity ministry apart. And another thing that these pastors are doing too, they're really not getting the true raw revelation. When you are teaching a church out the Amplified Bible, that's like teaching a child. There's no development or growth with that type of doctrine. Because the word and the translation is literally eradicated out of it ain't, it ain't close to Hebrew or Greek at all, and I don't approve of anybody to be reading the NIV, the Amplified, the all comments, all this stuff. Just read the King James uh, Bible. It's difficult to read because the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you, and these other Bibles that they open up ain't no revelation in them. Now, this is going to be a very lengthy, lengthy sermon. And we are raising money. If you'd like to contribute and give to the ministry, you can go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of the PayPal icon, you can sow a seed. And the reason why I do this, because Pastor Wayne Thompson, who I've sat under for 25 years, he would say tithes and offerings, and he a blessed giver, cheerful giver. He never preached on it and constantly whoop on it and whoop on it and whoop on it. If you go to the article that you see on my Facebook where T.D. Jakes says that God is the deal, he get a cut and I get a cut. That, that sounds like God is a gangster. Now, that's gangster terminology. I used to be in the street. Uh, everybody getting a cut. God doesn't get no cut from a man. And they are perverting these words to get you to give their money to, to promise you that if you give to the kingdom of God, that God will give something back to you. I'm very adamant about this subject because I get so many people call me. And just to see how lost people are is amazing, phenomenal. Not that I want to see that. The Bible says that you are bought with a price. Okay, you are bought with a price. King James Version, you are bought with a price. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You, what is it that you're paying for? And, you know, I, I can go over and over. I got people off my radio station with that stuff. And I really want you to pay close attention tonight because there's a lot of information that it will be scripture 
pertaining this subject. Now we're going to begin with this video that we have of Donald J. Trump thanking the evangelical Christians. That's what they call it, the evangelical movement. Evangelical. Oh, my God. If you really know what that word is, that's an evangelist. I'm going to have to define and break this down to you so that you can come out of believing that Donald Trump and these evangelicals are Christians. They're counterfeit Christians. I've dealt with a counterfeit Christian, a tongue-talking counterfeit Christian, a carnal Christian. It took him seven years to just wake up to understand that Joe Biden won the election. Spirit-filled, tongue-talking, James Jones. I tried to help him. See, people want to believe what they want to believe. And if you want to believe that this doctrine of prosperity is real, you're going to go straight to hell because it's not. There's no biblical... And I'm going to take my time tonight to get this right. I used to say get it right in 88, but I'm going to say get it right in 23. Because it destroys the whole foundation of Christianity. And Christianity is not based on materialistic values. The Son of God had not a place to lay his head. Amen? The Son of God had not a place to lay his, his, his head. The Son of God had not a place to lay his head. Where is that in the King James Version? Go to Luke chapter 9, verse 58. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man have not where to lay his head. Creflo Dollar, you got a place to lay your head better than even Jesus, and you ain't even cast out one demon. T.T. Jakes, you got a place to lay your head, and you haven't even done one miracle. Jesse DePlantis, you have a place to lay your head, and the Son of God did not even have a place to lay his head, and yet you proclaim his power and glory. You don't, they don't do no miracles. And so I want to eat into this thing because I know it's demonic. I was involved with some stuff. Catholicism and the Lord delivered me from that and I pray that if you think that uh, you can have some assumption to believe that price is based on riches that scripture that I just gave you shattered out of the ground but I'm going to really do a detailed insight of this thing Heavenly Father Lord we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, use miserable oracle. And I ask that you forgive me for all of my sins, known and unknown. I take authority over Satan and every demonic prince and principality that's in the airway. I remove this false doctrine of another Jesus through prosperity. I renounce it in the name of Jesus. Lord, use me as your oracle and allow my tongue to speak that which is coming from heaven by revelation of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me first clarify this evangelical thing. Okay? Because when a person says evangelical, it is not what you think it is contrary to the Bible. And there are many uh, Christians who follow this evangelical prosperity doctrine. But to show you, according to the Bible, an evangelist is not like these evangelicals that are saying that they are. Juanita Bynum is not an evangelist. She doesn't cast out demons. So I have to clarify this up before we really get into uh, riches and poverty and this so-called prosperity doctrine, and the Holy Ghost is going to knock it down. Strictly, God's Word is going to do it. I'm not going to do it. The Scripture is going to do it. I can't do it. But I know that the Word of God is sharper and powerful, and it cuts the marrows and the joints, Hebrews 4.16, and it definitely can cut up false doctrine because this is a spirit of error in 1 John 4.6. This is error. These men live in fabulous and you can't even get one dime from them. You have to fill out an application. 
they got a limitation gap on giving you, but yet they send you to their churches and you have to volunteer. They don't even give you no gas money. They have enough money if they take two of them cars that's about seventy thousand dollars a piece and sell them and take that money and give. See, greed and manum don't work. And I don't care how spirit filled you are, as long as you're in the flesh, that greed can hit anybody. See, I'm I'm dead to that because I done done and did that. I, I died to that. I, I don't have a desire for no Carvette. I have a desire to get income to try to expand the ministry. Do you know that if I was teaching prosperity, there would be many people listening to me. I have to really, very few people give this ministry, and I thank those who do. God bless them. I have difficulties because the enemy don't want me to share the truth. But God always meets my needs on the radio station. I'm still here. He always, through someone, through the Internet, give at that time. So I don't have to worry about of being rich. I'm already rich. You see, I'm rich because I'm not in hell. I'm rich because I can live a day tomorrow to correct what I didn't do, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when my obedience is fulfilled. Second Timothy chapter ten, six. I'm rich because I'm not in hell. And this prosperity doctrine is an illusion that the devil has given a lot of people and I feel sorry for many people who's listening and, and, and sacrificing. It hurts my heart when I was in Jamaica. Yeah. This, this, this brother, I mean, they would always entertain the crowd very well, use word of knowledge, give some prophecy about some eight, four, five months ago, and then here they go, telling people to get in the sacrificial line. That hurt my heart when I saw that. I said, I can't do this. And I'm looking at it. Jamaica is a beautiful country, but the economy uh, has its faults and stuff. You can live comfortable and good there, but it's it's not set up the way we are. But I see a lot of people struggling there. You know, it's hard to live in Jamaica. I live there, and I love it there. I see it in America. So God has really put this upon my heart to do this because there are many people that's getting caught up in this and don't really understand because they don't know the Bible. If you knew the scriptures, you wouldn't you wouldn't even be dealing with that. So let's let the scriptures uh, show you that this is not what Jesus is all about. The prosperity of Christ is about is riches through your health, riches in spirit, with the wisdom He meets your needs. If you become rich, it is for to distribute to the gospel, to the churches and stuff. I can't, I can't get, I, I can't even get five thousand dollars to be raised ever since I've been this minister. First, I get nine hundred dollars. When we do telethons, three three hundred dollars, and we're doing it a month or two. But God still provide in the telethon purposes that what we're doing is that we are trying to get a search engine so all the people, we have to pay for a search engine. You need money to run a radio ministry. You need money to run a church. But you don't need money to have your pastor in a $165,000 car. If I had $320 million, I'm not buying a new car. I'm going to carry that full 2001 full tires, carry it to the dealership and say, make it brand new, and I'm going to pay for it, and that's it. I don't need no, I don't need that luxury. That's a waste of money. God says he'll meet our needs. Riches can be very dangerous. So let's clarify something before I start into this. I want to deal with the advances, okay? Because when a lot of Christians run around saying evangelical, they don't even know what they're talking about. So let's first deal with that, and then we're going to get into this prosperity thing, because the evangelicals are the ones who put it, promoted Donald Trump, the so-called Christian evangelicals. Most of them are Baptists, don't speak in tongues. You know, uh, most of those Christians who I know, they don't uh, have any insight of the word of knowledge. They don't have the discernment of gift of the spirit. They use their mind, and that's not Christ. But if you don't know the scriptures, you'll be doing the same thing. So this evangelist and evangelical, you can't tie them up the same because they're not. A true evangelist, it doesn't say evangelical in the Bible. It says an evangelist. 
And advances in uh, uh, Ephesians 4.11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12.28, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. The word advantages occurs three times in the Bible. Hebrews 4.11. Acts chapter 21, verse 8, Philip the evangelist. And in 2 Timothy 4, 4, uh, 4, verse 5, Paul told Timothy, who was the pastor of the New Testament church, to do the work of an evangelist. The meaning of the word evangelist is one who brings evangelical the good news and message of good tidings. Now, you'll be very surprised to see what a real evangelist do. In Acts 8, 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people were one accord, giving heed to those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with the parsies and that were lame were healed. I don't see that in the uh, evangelical organization of so-called Southern Baptists. They don't even speak in tongues. You see what I'm saying? So this is this is foolishness. This evangelical. Now let's get into the prosperity ministry. I want the Lord wants to dissect this. One of the Lord's most shocking statements. Get it, get it better that side. Is that the virtual impossible? for a rich man to enter into God's kingdom. Yet this is but one of many statements he made about riches and poverty, given a perspective represented by the apostles in several New Testament letters. Riches. The prevailing view among the Jews in Jesus' days was that to be wealthy was a sign of God's special favor, and to the poor was a sign of great displeasure. Now, see, we have that today. That's how uh, people measure uh, Christianity. That's right. You got a car, oh, the Lord, I'm blessed, and you got cancer. I'm blessed, you got high blood pressure. But you're still blessed. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their property. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The Proverbs observes the approach advances of riches and the devastation of poverty. It may appear to cause observers that the rich are secure, but yet the temptations of the things of the world corrupts the poor, corrupts the rich, I'm sorry, have not chosen the poor things of, of the world, rich in faith, and heirs of God's kingdom. So when the prosperity doctrine want to classify this as a foundational thing that God wants us to have on earth, is a lie. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Let's look at the rich young ruler in Luke 1818. 1818. And a certain ruler asked him, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why thou calls me good? None is good, save one that is God. Jesus said, God is good. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. 
Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Ye lackest thou one thing. See all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor. Thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come follow me. Now Jesus offered him an opportunity to serve him in the ministry. He didn't want it. Why is these pastors doing what they're doing, and Jesus says, leave the treasures alone, and yet they're teaching the opposite of even being a pastor? They don't qualify to be a pastor. They don't qualify. T.D. Jace doesn't qualify being no pastor. He ain't following Jesus. Look on this video that I have on Facebook. He say, God get a cut, and I get a cut. Do you know they have to, you have to pay to go see T.D. Jakes? You're paying to go see an entertainer, a paying to go see a man with eloquence of speaking, but no power at all, none. But the people are fashioned to that. You want to make evil good and good evil. You can't do that. That's powerful. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Ye lacketh thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven and Come, follow me. Man, I would have dropped that immediately. It, all the miracles that he was doing, treasures in heaven, that's a trade-off. Now, he didn't want to do that. And when he heard this, he was very soft, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very soft, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? So it ain't going to be easy for Creflo Dollar to get in there. Jesse DePlantis, oh, your buddy, uh, evangelical, the Donald Trump lovers. Yeah, it ain't going to be easy for none of them to get rich. Rich people ain't going to be easy getting to heaven. Jesus says it. That material wealth can mess you up. It can corrupt you. Jesus, Jesus offered him eternal life. He said that you will have treasures in heaven and come Follow me. Matthew four nineteen. Follow me as you become fishermen of men. But look at look at the look at the man, if that was me, I would have dropped it sold all of them to. I bet you if the Lord came to Jesus to pray and say, Sell all them cows that you got. They wouldn't follow Jesus. They don't care nothing about Jesus. They're using Jesus' name to get, continue to gain wealth, and swift destruction will come upon them, said the Lord. That's wrong. I see them in Jamaica pimping people out of money, pimping them. You going to pimp me? I, I don't do that. I don't tell people, call a sacrificial line and live, and come on and give, keep delivering some live, living some radio. If you can't do it, the radio station going to go off. That's a lie because God's going to keep this ministry going whether you give or not. And the Lord has said to me, some of you can give to this ministry. You may not be able to tie, but you won't even give five, six, seven dollars. See, you, you, you're stingy with your money because you're selfish with God. But they'll pervert that, what I said, and make you feel guilty when you give money. I won't do that. And when he had heard, he was very sorrowful. For he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, how hard they shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of heaven. For it is easy for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So being rich, it's hard to get to heaven. I wouldn't want to be rich. Look up uh, an excellent rapper with talent. He, Kim Kardashian, he married, uh, uh, he's, a, he's a rapper. Kanye West, look how messed up he is. Look how messed up Donald Trump is. He rich, but he inflated his riches. Rich people can't do nothing for you. Let's look at the rich man and Lazarus. You don't never hear this in a prosperity church. That church in Jamaica that I was with, I ain't never heard him preach this. He ain't. 
They are good in getting your attention. They want to teach you what your itching ears want to hear. And I'm not teaching that because this is off the Bible. It's your choice. Let's go to Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Luke chapter 16, verse 9. Let's look at the rich man and Lazarus. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen. Crapple Dollar, y'all need to listen to this. T.T. Jakes, Jesse DePantis, Joe Osteen, oh, Joey, Joy, 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 Joy Osteen, Paula White, Lord have mercy, that's pitiful. Monita Bynum. You even got deliverance ministers running around here talking about million-dollar ministry. <laughs> Pathetic. That was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and feared substantially every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gates full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The reason why when he died and was and was carried by Abraham's bosom is because Jesus was on earth and Abraham uh, uh, carried him while Jesus was using his earthly ministry. And then when you go to heaven now, you'll see Jesus carrying you. <laughs> oh, God, I thank you for your revelation. Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now look where he goes to. And in hell, he lifts up his eyes. Being in torment, seeing Lazarus afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. That's powerful. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember thou that in thy lifetime receiveth the good things. You see, this is why prosperity means you're getting all these good things. Watch this. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comfort, and thou art tormented. So you got to give up the materialistic thing to get the riches. In God, because Jesus offered it to the, the other young man. Let's go. Let's let's don't forget that now. Let's go back to the rich young ruler in Luke eighteen eighteen, and let's look at Lazarus. Go to sixteen. We're gonna get it right. Look at this now. Let's go back to Luke. Go back to Luke sixteen twenty four. And he cried and said, "Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in torment." And Abraham said, "Son, remember that thou in lifetime received the good things. So if you're going to receive all the good things on earth, and you're rich, you ain't going to heaven because you won't pray." What you going to pray for? You get anything you want. You can commit sin and go buy you something to eat and hell, forget all about it. Ain't no conviction with rich people. Or you can do it this way. Let's look at Luke 18, 18. Jesus says in uh, Luke 18, 22, now when Jesus heard these things, he said, you lack is one thing, 
sell all that thou hast. It's a trade-off. He says, sell all that you have. That's the earthly stuff. That's why it's not a ministry. Sell all that I have and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. So you've got to give up the physical things here to get treasures in heaven, is what Jesus is saying. But the prosperity ministers teach against this. These are the writings of the, our Lord and Savior. This is the doctrine of Jesus of Nazareth. This is not my doctrine. And distribute unto the poor. Thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And come follow me. So you got to give up the materialistic things to get eternal life. Let's go back to uh, sixteen nineteen. You see the you see the message in here. A certain man, rich man, was clothed with purple and fine linen. See, that's his wealth. But because he had all that wealth, it hardened his heart to God and sent them to hell. This is why prosperity doctrines is demonic. It is mistaught. Go to Mark chapter 10. I'm going to show you something. The reward of sacrifices in Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lord, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or brother or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospel. And he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecution in the world to come eternal life. So you, you, eternal life is a swap. You need to get that when you die because this heaven is paved with gold. You can imagine in heaven, the Lord gave me a revelation of an apple, and that is, you can taste it. Ain't no sin in heaven. It's the worship of the Savior. It's peace. Eternal life. But when you're rich, you're not thinking about eternal life. That's why I messaged you up. You see a rich pastor, he don't have a heart for nobody. And Leroy Thompson is pitiful. He's pitiful. His children are so messed up. But he's so rich, giving an 18-year-old child a Lamborghini. Y'all buying these men, but y'all crazy. There's no way that I would do that. Now, we just really getting cooking, and we got 33 minutes. Man, my, 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 my. Let's, let's look at this. The Bible identified greed in the pursuit of which is demonic. That's in first. Corinthians chapter 10, verse 19 and 20. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 10, 19 through 20. I say then, that is idol is anything, or that which is offended and sacrificed to idols is anything. But I say that these things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partaker of the Lord's table and the table of the devils. What does this got to do with the prosperity ministry? Because Satan gives you these things if you worship him. If you go to Matthew 4, 8. And the devil take him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. You don't think that's riches with that? This is why prosperity doctrine is not biblical for Christians. Because of the demonic power associated with material possessions, this desires for wealth and the pursuit of it brings enslavement to a believer. You thinking that you're going to give some money, that special American money, and you're going to get that to God and say, Lord, I'm giving this to you to give me something. You got slave owners on those on a dollar bill. Slave owners. Masons. You're going to get that to God. 
crazy? But see, the prosperity ministry, they promote the money because that's what they're all about is money. That's their main job is getting money. It don't make no sense for a man to get in a big old Mercedes-Benz van of all his children and people poor in his church. Why did it, what, well, God's blessed me. Wait a minute, what are you being blessed for? You call. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't accept your call, a minute call, but if you're chosen, you ain't doing nothing so great that God, you, you, you got a place to lay your head. The Son of God don't even have a place to lay his head. That don't sound right. And the Lord did that for example because he gave us an example that he didn't have a place to lay his head, but he got a nice place to lay his head now. It's an exchange. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have not where to lay his head. Luke 9.58. It's an exchange. Let's go to Matthew 6.24. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? The Lord know you need that. He going to meet your needs, but see, y'all don't want to hear that because you really love idolatry. You're in a nation that pumps idolatry. So now that this other gospel is so prevalent in America, it's feeding off the Sakalot, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the system of the world to allow you to gain money like people in the street or, or the Wall Street. That's just what these prosperity ministers are. They are promising you that if you give, you're a lender to God. That's misquoted. Because the Bible says, oh, God owes no man nothing. That's misquoted interpretation. Please look at the article I got of Mr. T.D. Jake saying, uh, there's a cut. I get a cut. The Lord gets a cut. He owes me. Because I'm working for him. God don't owe that. Let me say, I started to say something. God don't owe him nothing. But see, you can get and tempt the Lord. God's going to put a stop to this stuff. Because it's very damaging to people. This is why I try to tell people to read the Bible, read the Bible. Don't nobody want to even hear that. You know, I notice that when I do certain sermons, I get certain reactions. This is why I know what, what the Lord tells me to teach. What's popular, I don't need to teach that. But what ain't popular is what I need to teach. The God is opposite of the world. So I follow the Holy Spirit in giving these types of teachings because you need it. Riches are in Jesus' perspective as both to salvation, salvation and to discipleship. It's obsolete to Christ. So if it's obsolete to Christ, why is Creflo Dollar and them making it, it is so important? It's more than everything. Oh, honey, you give me that $65,000. And y'all like how they talk. They ain't doing, they ain't number pimps. <laughs> y'all like to be pimped. They go on the street and be pimped. Ain't no difference. Because they definitely ain't doing what God said do. If Jesus says riches are in Jesus' perspective as an obstacle, both to salvation and to discipleship, why would he want you to be like that? Go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 24. Matthew nineteen twenty four, And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto him, For with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And the reason why that God doesn't want us to get caught up in all these riches is because it will illuminate us and separate us from God because it gives us so much comfort. And when you're rich, there's a spirit that can oppress you. The Bible says that the, don't you know that the rich will oppress you? So God would want, want you to be rich to oppress even Solomon. He didn't ask for those things and God gave it to him. See, Jesus doesn't look at how you look at riches. Jesus' own brother says, But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you 
and draw you before the judgment seat? James chapter 2, verse 6. Then he said that the richness that Jesus has is opposite. Look what, look at this riches now. It ain't got nothing to do with monetary value. This is in James 2, 5. Hearken, my brother, and behold, have not chosen God, the poor of this world, rich in faith? See the, see the opposite of the swap off? Always the opposite of the swap off. That prosperity, you got to let that go. No, you're so materialistic. It's just you in a, a mysterious, materialistic a country. A country is based on greed, idolatry. Everything's money. Everybody's trying to keep up with everybody. Everybody. That's what James Jones would say. Everybody. James Jones told me that Stonewall Jackson was a good man. I didn't cut him off. Shannon Davis, he went around talking about riches. Well, what you talking about riches? You got deliverance ministers switching over to this mess. You got musicians taking their talent because they're struggling in the ministry. God is trying to tell them something. I'm trying to get you to heaven. No, you 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 trying to you want to be seen and be spamed. That's a swap off. Then you go to hell. It's in the Bible. I didn't write it. This, they deceive people. Let's go to Matthew thirteen twenty two. This type of gospel deceives people. Matthew thirteen twenty two. Thirteen twenty two, and also that receives seed among thorns, and he that heareth the world and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the deceitfulness of riches and the deceitfulness of riches. And the deceitfulness of Creflo Dollar, and the deceitfulness of Eddie Long, he's gone on the way yet, and the deceitfulness of Jesse DePlantis, and the deceitfulness of T.T. Jakes, and the deceitfulness of Riches, and the deceitfulness of Riches, and the deceitfulness of Donald J. Trump, and the deceitfulness of Donald J. Trump, and the deceitfulness of Riches choked the word, and he becometh prosperity. It chokes the word of God. And you become unfruitful. That's what Jesus says in red writing. Give that to your prosperity pastor. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world, one, and the deceitfulness of riches. The, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, understand it, which also bear fruit and forth some a hundred and some thirty. That's the real prosperity when you are seeking his kingdom first. And all these other things should be added unto thee, Matthew six thirty three. It is not to be first. Uh, importance amongst Christians. The rich often live as if they have no need of God by searching for riches. Their spiritual lives are choked. This is why God don't want you caught up in that. that let me show you what that said. That's in Luke eight fourteen. Let's turn to Luke eight fourteen. Well, we got a lot. I mean, this may do a three-part sermon. Luke eight fourteen. Eight, six, seven, eight, fourteen. And they which fell among thorns are they which, when they hear and go forth and are choked, with cares, C-A-R-E-S, and riches, and pleasures. Uh-oh. That's another way to add on to And pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that of the ground are they that which are honest and of a good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit. Patience. That's prosperity. 
So it's the opposite of what Christ is saying. And they are led into many harmful desires. People who are rich are led into to many, many harmful desires. That's in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's read First Timothy chapter 6 because it deals with this. Advice to, 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 to pay attention to this, please. First uh, Timothy chapter 6.10 says, Least as many servants as are under the yoke counted their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believed in masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. If any man teaches otherwise, cast it not to the whole words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrines which is according to godliness. You, you, prosperity is not toward godliness, it's toward greed. Now let's keep going. He is proud, knowing nothing but doubting about questions and strifes of words. Wherefore, come an envy, strife, railing, evil surmisings, perverse, fruits of men of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw thyself. And these prosperity ministers are telling you that gain, profit like that is part of being close to God. Joe also said, it's okay, the Lord wants to bless me for that. He ain't doing nothing. He ain't even casting out demons. He ain't doing nothing. He can't heal. He don't have no word of knowledge. He's just a storyteller. But they know how to con you. And if you're the type of person that don't read the Bible and likes telling stories, then you can stay there. But it's a swap off. They ain't getting to heaven because all these people in the Bible didn't get to heaven. Jesus offered the man said, look, get rid of all your riches and follow me. What about the Lord tell uh, uh, T.D. Jakes to do that? You think he's going to follow the Lord? Hell no. No, he ain't because he's stuck in that, in, that, in that lust of vindication. Then it says, for the love of money, but God, goodness, but godliness with content is great gain. When you're rich, you are not content. More, more, more. You cannot crave Manum. Manum was a demonic spirit. He was an angel in heaven. He loved gold so much he couldn't even look at God. And he went with the devil. And this is a spirit of Mammon that's being talked to these ministers. It's a demonic demon. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therein content. But they that will be what? Rich. Here we go again. Rich fall into temptations and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which some covered after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves though with many sorrows. This is why Christ does not want you to be running after no money. Why would you have to do that when God got up to give it to you? It doesn't make no sense. Go to Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18, King James Version. All right, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is Creflo Dollar that give thee power to get wealth. No, it didn't say that. For it is T.T. Jakes that give thee power to get wealth. No, they're perverting God because God's the one who gets power. They're only saying words to get money, but they don't give a rat's dog about you. Probably don't even care nothing about God. Because everything they say is money, 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 money. But God don't need you to follow no foolishness like that because if you search him and seek out first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in Matthew 6.33, God will add all these unto you because he has it. 
Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. And he said, nothing about you. Establish his covenant. His covenant is word, the ministry, which he swear to thy fathers as it is this day. Lord knows I have to fight demons to get money. And I laid my heart out to people. And people now, some people I help and help and help. And they don't even have a consideration. Lust of vindication. But if I was on here telling you something that you want to hear, you'd be giving me so much money. I don't want to teach that because it ain't in the Bible. So because I teach the truth, I know I'll come up against opposition. Guess what? God got wealth to distribute the live deliverance from that radio. I, I can bet you that right now. We will be on air, and we will never, ever go off air. Only way I go off air is that I'm dead and gone. Ain't nobody running it. As long as uh, 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 Sister Dirty's alive, I know she'll run it. After that, I had to pray and ask God to set it up where if I'm gone, I want these teaching to continue if God wants me to have it. So it shall be. But we don't need to be running after money, man, because it really messes us up. Now, it leads us into, into lots of temptation, resulting in abomination from the saving faith of Christ. All too often, those who are rich take advantage of the poor, James 2, 5, 6. Therefore, no Christian ought to desire to be rich. Now, let me show you why. No Christian ought to desire to be rich. I know y'all going to be mad at me, but you know what? I'm going to lay it on you. And guess what? The blood going to be on you. Go to Proverbs 23, 4. No Christian ought to desire to be rich. Yeah, I bet y'all don't want to listen to this one. I bet y'all get two or three listeners. Hmm. Proverbs 23.4. Proverbs 23.4. Proverbs 23.4. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thy own wisdom that's in the bible so everything them crippled out doing god has said to do they do that they're still doing it and he can crippled out get on in the pope and say i'm sorry i i, I taught y'all wrong he's still getting the money he ain't changed money don't change people make it worse that's why god don't want it if the, the angel manning God had to kick him out and say, hey, what's happening? He's just looking at the gold. Devil said, come on, I'll give you the kingdom of all men on earth. Gold. He left. All too often those who are rich take advantage of the poor. James chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Therefore, no Christian ought to desire to get rich. First Timothy 6, 9 through 11. Selfish. Also, admission of mental possession is indicating that life is no longer seen from an eternal perspective. Selfish, greedy people no longer find their goals and fulfillment centered in God, but rather in themselves and their possessions. The tragedy of Lot's wife, for example, was her placing all her affections on an earthly city rather than a heavenly one. Genesis 19, 16, and Genesis 19, 26. Also, Luke chapter 17, verse 28 through 33. Also, Hebrews chapter 11, 8 through 10. Let's go to Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. Hang on. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10. Hebrews 11, 8 through 10, King James Version. Okay. Let's look at this. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. 
By faith, he sojourned in the land, land promised, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him, the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builders or maker is God. You see, Manum doesn't make anything but pulls you away from God. The temptations, many fall into many perditions and sin. Didn't it say that in First Timothy 6? So there's no scriptural basis for you to be following no foolishness such as a prosperity ministry when it's not. In other words, striving for wealth, it has seemed to cause total alienation from God. First Timothy 6.10, true riches for a Christian consist in faith, love that express themselves in self-denial and following Yeshua. First Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 7, Philippians chapter 2, 5. The true rich are those who have gained freedom from the things of the world and through confidence that God is their father and that he will not forsake them. Second Corinthians 9, 8, Philippians 4.19, Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. With regard to the proper attitude toward and use of our possessions, the righteous are not obligated to be to be faithful to materialistic things. Christians must hold tightly the possessions of Christ Jesus and must requinquish their wealth from their heart and serve Christ in the inner man that he will bless his own and make sure that the righteous should not beg bread. Psalms 37. You see, it's a lie. Now we're finna get ready to bring this other lie. Thanksgiving finna come around. This other lie. Uh, Christmas. God has riches. Proverbs twenty four fourteen. God says he has the house of riches. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. Ecclesiastes, he says vanity of the wealth. It's vanity. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, 1 through 11. Rich man's vanity, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 8 through 20. Solomon did not ask for riches, and yet God gave it to him. First Kings chapter 3, 5. It brings in error. The Bible speaks of riches in Psalms 104, 26, Proverbs 28, 2. But when God does it, when God does it, it's something different. Zephaniah 111, King James Version. Zephaniah 111, King James Version. Zephaniah 1 verse 11, King James Version. All right, let's go to Zephaniah 111. Hollow ye inhabitants of Damascus, for all merchant people are cut down. All they that bear silver are cut off. That's from the prophet Zephaniah. The choice is yours. That's my pastor say. Do you want earthly witches? Or do you want to suffer on earth? Be persecuted by his name? Allow him to meet your needs and have eternal life? For the pearly gates of heaven and the gold is there and the honor of God and the righteousness of the son and the peace? Or do you want to take these riches and invest in yourself on 501c3 when you're just a vapor passing through? James 4.14, you put all your investments in the economy and it falls. Your trust is in the God of this world, Satan. But you want to suffer for righteousness' sake to inherit the kingdom of life. You've got to give up one of them. I've chosen God's kingdom, not money. If you'd like to sow a seed here, please go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of the icon, we have a PayPal site there. It will be very helpful. Whatever you give us, we appreciate it. I'm not the pastor that's going to bleed you and give me $10,000, but if someone wants to sow a seed to that, it would be wonderful. I can pay every staff member and get a search engine. I don't want money for myself. I am really fighting to keep the radio station on. You know, I'm going to share a testimony with you. If you're rich, it is very difficult for God to put you through a temptation to develop your faith. Let me give you an example. I have a busted pipe. I don't have no water in my house. My water bill is 105. I have fixed this thing twice. It busts again. And every time I do a deliverance, a deep deliverance, I come under attack. 
Do you know that I have so much peace that I know that the Lord will provide? He did it one time, he'll do it again. I'm not moved by that. I said, okay, Lord, I got the money. He said, don't take the radio ministry money to get that fixed. I'll help you. You keep paying the radio bills. I'm going to put that first because I'm putting the kingdom first. He's going to put me first. See, when you're rich, you can't go through a trial. You rich, you just pay for the pipe, hell, fly somewhere, come back. What you going to pray for? You don't have no need to pray, but you ain't going to be happy because materialistic things don't make you happy. I used to be a gangster. I sold cocaine. I was making $3,000 a night, okay? I used to go to Brook Brothers. I used to get Giuliani suits, $1,700 a piece. Gold, nickel-plated chain in my 30s. After I got military tea money, selling cocaine, doing foolishness, and I was not happy. I've had a Corvette, RX-7, Lincoln Continentals, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, 1100 Suzuki. I done had all types of guns. I got, I got, still got my my, my weapons, not from the world, but. I believe in the right to bear arms. But I didn't live that life. Ain't no, ain't no happiness to it. You see, the richest man in the world, Howard Hughes, died miserable. And these pastors who are deceiving people through feigned words, Second Timothy 2, 3, are going to pay a heavy price. Don't let no pastor tell you that you got to give him a sacrificial offering when the Bible says you are already bought with a price. Don't have don't get yourself caught up in the emotions of a church service and get so emotional, okay? And get your feelings, not your spirit, make you give. You get what you can afford. I hear people say that they cannot afford the tithe. Now the Lord has sent me that because you don't have no faith. You're looking on sight and you're looking at what you see. It takes faith to tithe. The Bible requires us to tithe. That's a covenant in Malachi 3.8.9. That's not taking prosperity. I'm not preach, preaching prosperity. You have to tithe because when Paul, he had to send money to the church to keep the church running. I have to pay the bills to keep the radio station on. I got a busted pipe. And I'm going to take my money and pay the internet radio bills. I'm going to do that first. I pay my, my tithes to Derek Prince Ministries. I also pay tithes to Pastor Earl White. I pay to keep him on air. I tie up to Derek Prince Ministries. I thank the Lord for Vanessa Taylor. She's sold a seed to keep me on air. God bless her. See, if one person leaves, God replaces somebody else to keep to keep the radio station going. Tie your money to the Lord. Don't let nobody give a tenth to what God says. There's no such thing as a special offering anymore. That's gone. Some may say that the Old Testament is abolished. That's not true. But certain things are. You're required to tithe. Don't be deceived. Serve the Lord favorably and study the scriptures for yourself about all these things that I said concerning the prosperity doctrine. It's not biblical. Too many times in the scriptures we see that God shows a swap off. The choice is yours. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I thank you for your word. I thank you for Fellowship of Faith Church. I thank you for my pastor, Wayne C. Thompson, who's now sitting in heaven, observing me teach his spiritual son. I thank you for the Derek Prince ministers of Dr. Derek Prince. I thank you for the anointing of Frank Hammond, and I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit prevail against those who are listening to under this doctrine of prosperity. Come out of that and get free. I bind the yokes of false doctrine. I take authority over the spirit of error, First John 4, 6. I bind it in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Again, we are having a telethon. Please so seed, $5, $2, whatever. We also have a GoFundMe account. You can go to www.livedeliverance.com and go to the GoFundMe uh, spot and you can sow a seed there, or you can go to www.com, www.livedeliverance.com. Sorry, I've been teaching all day. www.livedeliverance.com, and go to the lower left-hand side of the PayPal icon, and you can sow a seed to keep us on air. 
God bless you. Don't be deceived no more. Stop it. Be still. Study the scriptures. Get the Holy Spirit. Fall in fellowship with the Godhead, and he will lead you to truth and stay away from error. And please stay away from this false spirit to doctrine that is not biblical. Shalom and God bless. Stand by. We're going to go into the blog talk chat text with Chaplain John Durden. Stand by, please. All right, Chaplain John Durden, you have the mic. Well, I guess the session can really uh, deal with a lot of people who make being rich their gods. Well, that is true because in my life, through all these uh, services I've been from the time I was a teenager to the present day, all these folks wanted just money, money, money. Money, 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 and money become their God. I haven't came across anybody right now who talk about living for the Lord and doing what you're supposed to do. All the calls we get now is people who want to wanna threaten you and want to kidnap you and take you somewhere so they can ball jack you so they can make a lot of money off that crap. And that's the wrong way of making money. That, that, um, Uh-oh, that's a, but, um... <laughs> We got to get off the air, brother John. The blog talk chat text got 1,800. 18, want to talk to you. Ladies and gentlemen, meet us in the blog talk chat text. God bless you. We got to get into the blog talk chat text. God bless and shalom. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus